So I had a podcast dream. Uh, first of all, first part of the dream was we got Coco got this new thing. I don't know what it is. Little box. And it makes a lot of noises. Yeah. Noises like this. Oh, we can't hear it. I know. Like, no. We don't have the headphones. Oh, no. I can't like police it. I know. I don't want I don't want us to become like morning DJs over here. <laughs> Radio DJs for some boomer. Whatever. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, first part of the dream was we were going straight ham on that and it was real fun and silly. Uh, and then the second part of the dream, I was big spooning Coco and Coco was big spooning someone else. You're like one of those like ramen spoons, you know, they're like a little bit shorter, but they're big. Yeah, they like lay flat, like you can just sit it down on the table and it doesn't yeah. like roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I love those spoons. They're very they're good spoons. Very good, good spoons. Yeah, they're good yeah. spoons. Yeah. The best spoon. So anyway, yeah, so so Coco was in between. Coco was like the middle spoon. Mm -hmm. And then I looked back behind my shoulder and Joyce was standing there. And I said, hey, Joyce, come be the relish on this Coco hot dog. <laughs> and I woke myself up because I thought that was fucking funny. It's pretty <laughs> funny. It's pretty fucking <laughs> I love good. it. So, But there was a mystery person also. In I this? couldn't see past Coco's shoulder, so mm. I didn't know who it was. Mm. But they were smaller than Coco. So. Oh, interesting. So Coco was truly like a hot dog hanging off the end yeah, of a hot dog between like two pieces of white bread <laughs> <laughs> and just sticking out. Oh, a dirty dick dog sandwich <laughs> or like, whatever. Like a, it's like a Costco a dog. I, wait, what? wait, yeah, I'm wait, sorry. hold on. What is that? Hold a on. dirty dick dog sandwich? <laughs> Who? What? So my boo, there's the sandwich that you make. You cut up a hot dog. Mm -hmm. And you and you put it on the skillet and you put an egg on it and okay. then you put it in between two pieces of white bread and it's called a dick dog sandwich. Are you entirely sure that this isn't completely your boo making up the name for it? I mean, I don't think see, but I think he has had it before. Like it's a generational thing. So like. So it's just his family. Yeah. But has it always been called a dick dog sandwich? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe it's a dick dog sandwich. The dick dog sandwich. <sighs> Try it out. It's uh, it tastes like poverty <laughs> well really selling it jim i've tasted that taste <laughs> many, i mean times. yeah i think all of us have probably eaten a fried bologna sandwich at one point in our life yes yeah and sure yeah. you know what i will say some people probably like that whether they have money or not and that's totally fine it's just not my jam I didn't bologna mind has the, a weird taste yeah i didn't mind uh fried spam actually i actually like mm, spam yeah yeah, yeah. not gonna lie good. yeah you heard yeah. it here first Joyce likes spam. <laughs> you heard it here first. But I can't remember the last time I had spam. It yeah, was probably either. like when I was a baby child. So, so we like, probably would not, might not even like it anymore. I might probably, yeah, probably not. I also used to eat <laughs> potted meat, if y'all know what that is, or I deviled do. ham. Yeah, yeah. Deviled ham on some Ritz crackers, what baby. About, what about some Vienna sausages? No, they were too close to bologna for me. Uh, I see. And they're also wet. I like the wetness. <laughs> yeah, I bet you I do. <laughs> I like the witness. <laughs> Give me that dirty, wet, dirty dick dog. Sandwich. See, now that's that is a dirty dick dog right there. It's just like in that slime, that goop, that goop. I know a person. I will not say who this person is, but they eat they eat the Vienna sausages and then they drink the leftover Vienna sausages out of the fucking. They need to go to prison right now. I don't believe in the you know the prison system, but they need to go. That's who needs to be in there. Yeah, that's not everyone else that's there. Prison is exclusively for culinary mistakes. Yeah, are you a culinary pervert? <laughs> like, which doesn't have anything to do with sex. If you no. like food and sex, that's fine. But if you specifically drink the, the Vienna sausages, as uh, Jim likes to call it. Ugh. Uh, let's let's move on to Coco's thing. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna say. <laughs> let's raise the brow a bit. Okay. Yes. Ready? Let me get out my monocle. So this is all about the bad sex awards, um, oh. which I just discovered is a thing, and it is specifically award-winning terrible sex writing. <gasps> yeah. 
Well, so sounds like we're right up our alley. Yeah. Well, this is a big thank you to Tumblr. <laughs> mm, thanks, Tumblr. Beautiful place. Um, okay. All right. There's a bunch. I'm only going to read a few. Are these excerpts, I guess? Yeah. The mound of her sex, <laughs> dot, 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 was disproportionately, but beautifully, high and round, overgrown with look. <laughs> Overgrown with a luxuriant mop of long black pubic hair. Not crinkly at all. Oh. Wait. <laughs> crinkly? But soft and feathery. Oh. You know, like like long human head hair. Anyway. And the vulva itself was an, of unusual plumpness. Almost spherical. Like a large exotic mushroom in the fork. What? Someone in got the beach ball down tree. there. What's happening? A, a large exotic mushroom in the fork of a tree, a little pleasure dome, if ever I'd seen one, where Alf, the sacred river, ran down to tideless sea. No, not tideless. Her tides were convulsive, an ebb and flow that could take you very far, far back, before hurling you out wildly and triumphantly on a ribbed and windswept beach without end. I, I think I got lost there because all of a sudden it's like, welcome to my J.R.R. Tolkien world <laughs> where I talk about the dew on the, the grass and the way the river flows. Like, what? Yeah. What's that have to do with this person's body? The water pit? I. <laughs> the I, the I, coochie convulsions are like a tide pulling and sucking your ribbed dunes sand dunes <laughs> i i think that the the analogy is a little convoluted mm. um yeah, i would not like, say that a sucking no. grabbing coochie is like the tides but no, i think of it you know it makes sense that uh, <laughs> just kidding i'm sorry I can't, I can't even try to work that one out no it's a bit weird i mean we're all growing as writers no hate no, but i'm just yeah, confused yeah. i feel like there's a lot of focus on the wrong thing here because i think most importantly the vulva being a large exotic mushroom in a fork of a tree and also the black pubic hair with no crinkles see i'm very confused about like that too a mop upon it like oh. what who who was like getting a brazilian blowout of their fucking pubes i take a straightener to mine every day what are you saying <laughs> i'm not judging <laughs> pigtails looks the best down there that's all i'm saying <laughs> like a mop like a mop like a mop like i just imagine like those gross mops you know just like your, your typical mop that you would think of right the, yeah you know it goes in a bucket yes yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most mops go in a bucket, but, you know, like it's a smaller one, not the big mops, not the long ones. Also, the vulva was spherical. Spherical. Yeah. See, that one was weird, Complete, too. Like, yeah. not just round, but just spherical. It's like being like it's pregnant, it's but down. It's a dome. Like the, <laughs> the pregnancy belly is down here instead. Yeah. 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 It's got a, a, a bulbous vulva, I guess. It's a very interesting thing. Okay, up next. Her vulva was opposite my face, the small lips protruding slightly from the pale, domed flesh. This sex was watching me, spying on me, like, like a gorgon's head, like a motionless cyclops whose single eye never blinks. Like, uh. <laughs> little by little, this silent gaze penetrated me to the marrow. My breath sped up and I stretched out my hand to hide it. I no longer saw it, but it still saw me. <laughs> Is this person okay? It stripped me bare where I was already naked. If only I could still get hard, I thought. I could use my prick like a sn <laughs> I could use my prick like a stake hardened in the fire and blind this Paul. <laughs> it feels very adversarial. Like, yeah. you know, it's like it's just like I'm this person to... thinks that a vulva is a monster. Yeah, yeah, they have some stuff they need to work out. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're probably not the only person in this world that thinks such bad things. Fuck you, Picasso. Um. He's an asshole. <laughs> he is. No, he's just I like I want to destroy women. He literally says words yeah, like he's, that. He's a garbage. Person. Fuck him. Was he was bad artist too. He's dead. Anyway. Come at me <laughs> from the grave, bitch. <laughs> Come and get some. Come and get some. Oh my God. 
Picasso. Pick asshole. <laughs> <laughs> More like pick asshole. No, anyway. I tried. It was a stretch. Anyway, no, it's okay. That was, that Valiant was effort. Really fucking weird, though. It's like her her vulva is a sleeper cell, and it woke up and became a Russian spy. And it's mm-hmm. staring at you. It's like it's like a space even odyssey you, and like go, Dave. Oh, yeah. The, the don't look. Can you put your hand through up in your front hand? Of it. It through sees your hand, you. it can still see you. Does it have laser beams coming out? Like what's like happening? A, like wee, a wee, gorgon's wee. head. Yeah, it's gonna turn you into snake covered. <laughs> is this another like mop pube situation? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. Thus far, I have not been turned on by these stories. No Absolutely offense not. to the writers. They're pretty. Maybe painful. some offense to some. I'm gonna do one more. And he came hard in her mouth as his dick jumped around and rattled on her teeth. Why did you why did you do eyebrows when you said dick? Because I realized it was uh just said D dot dot dot. And my brain took a second and then filled it in. Oh, okay. Uh rattled around on her teeth. Ooh. And he blacked out, and she took his dick out of her mouth and lifted herself from his face and wiped the pillow away as he grasped and glugged it at the air and came again so hard that his dick retched out of her hand and a shot of it hit him straight in the eye and stung like nothing he'd ever had in there and he yelled with pain but the yell could not could have been anything and as she grabbed his dick which was leaping around like a shower dropped in an empty bath she scratched his back deeply with the nails of both hands, and he shot three more times in thick stripes on her chest. Like Zorro. <laughs> like Zorro. Like Zorro. Yes. It, it says that. It says like Zorro. Um, that was one sentence. It was a, <laughs> My brain was having a lot of trouble, like, sticking to the rhythm and, like, sort of breaking down there towards that, the middle. That's fair. Why is his dick like a fucking garden hose, like, on full blast? Like, it's going... Well, you know how dicks get real noodly when they're coming. Yeah, you know, and they, <laughs> they rattle on your back teeth. And forth. Like a like a Also, yeah, like what's just... his rattling on her teeth? Because like it, when you say rattle, that implies Yeah. <laughs> well, that implies like the dick is like a thing Plastic. that would like you know click smack and click yeah. on it. So it would have to not be made out of dick material, <laughs> which is flesh. I liked your breakdown there. That was really good. I liked the full breakdown of like did he have a dick of steel? Like it was a porcelain? Like what's I, I mean think... it did sound like inhuman amounts of cum. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. did sound inhuman. Mm-hmm. Lots of cum. I feel like also most, it jumped around. Of, most of our stories involve inhuman amounts of cum. I mean, it's fair because most of our stories involve unhumans. Yeah, that this we, is true. We should just go ahead and ask for the right to print that. The right to print what? Inhuman amounts of cum? Yeah. T-shirt. Ooh, <laughs> or yeah. a, or a, a cup, a mug. That'd be pretty great to just have a mug that just says <laughs> inhuman amounts no, of cum that's on per, it. That's way better than a t-shirt. Especially yeah. if we do a really big mug. A really big mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one of those like soup mugs, but mm-hmm. like. Oh mm. my God. Or like mm. the, like the, the trucker, like thermos, you know what I mean? Back yes. Then. Yeah. But what? What was the the author's name? I couldn't remember. Relevant, Relevant audience. audience. That's yes. what it was. I kept hearing Shout out. relative in my head, and I was like, eh, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Relevant audience. You know, if you listen to this, we want to make that. Yeah. So we'll but, reach out. But we will request, because that was a beautiful line that no, you no, wrote yeah. down. Human and now, like, my, the idea of having it on a giant mug makes me, I, I have to have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm deeply horny for this mug. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me of the mugs that say not come <laughs> on them, or, like, definitely not come, or something like that. Certainly Those are pretty not. great. Oh, boy. All right. Are y'all horny for some uh, cryptids? Yes. I am. And I'm also going to play a little song. What is the song? You can't hear it, but I can. And that's all that matters. Let's <laughs> begin. We're going to talk about this later as a team. team We're going to talk about this after you listen to this episode. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name's Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I am your resident cryptid researcher, bringing the Monster Book Report. 
Uh, joining me is Jim. Hey, oh, I'm Jim. I'm they, them. And today I'll be reading some monster porn that Joyce found for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. I found a little time. Uh, also joining me is Coco. Hello. I'm a dummy when it comes to cryptids. Cryptids? Cryptids? <laughs> I'm, I'm a dummy when it comes to the cryptids. When I'm going to get a cryptid. I'm not good with cryptids. And I'm also very horny and like learning. Okay. You're going to learn a lot today. Hell yeah. All right. Today. Teach me, mama. I will. Today, I'm bringing you El Silbon, uh, which translates to The Whistler, also known as El Sin Fin, The Endless. Mm-hmm. Uh, big old content warning time. Uh, murder, death, violence, assault, torture, cannibalism. So. <laughs> it's a lot it's of like things. big five. Mm. <laughs> uh, with that all being said, El Silbon is a complicated character. So our story isn't exactly going to be about him per se, but don't worry, we got something spicy for you. We got a little ghost story for you today. Come join me by my proverbial campfire, y'all. All right. Got to put some campfire sounds over this one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I did. Yeah, that was sounding more like a beat. I know. It's like the breakdown. What's that bad song? Never mind. I'm not going to think of it. Maybe later. Okay. So, Elsa Bon. Elsa Bon is a nine foot tall emaciated entity with elongated limbs often depicted wearing ragged clothes and a rancher style hat he is usually seen with a sack slung over his shoulder he's not quite like santa claus uh, because his bag doesn't contain presents and goodies but instead the bones of his victims including the bones of his murdered father who died by his hands nice (laughs) fratricide no wait patricide 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 (laughs) I guess, yeah. Anywho, um, <laughs> I was like, is that another thing I need to add to the content warnings? But I, murder I, covers it. Murder yeah, covers I think it. Murder yeah, covers we'll it. get into the deeper what happens with all that. Uh, El Saban is a vengeful spirit, as you might imagine, no. that wanders the Llanos region of South America, uttering an eerie whistle that if you're unfortunate enough to hear, you may be his next target. Okay, so can I just say that I also started reading a comic that has, I'm pretty sure, Elsa Bond in it. Oh. Yeah. Also on, on Webtoons for free. I think it's called When When JC Whistles. Oh, It's a whistle, some kind of whistling forest dwelling okay. creature. Well, this cool. one's Person, more, ghost. <clears throat> more desert um, oh, from what desert. I gather okay. based on the area. And, um, but... You know, it sounds very similar. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's multiples. I mean, if I was out in the middle of nowhere and heard whistling, it would be spooky. And I think that could work for a spooky. Yeah, story he is not. Mind. He is not the only like creature yeah. cryptid that whistles. Oh, OK, OK. Um, I mean, it, I think that's a pretty yeah common thing. But yeah, his particular whistle resembles the musical notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B in that order, rising in tone to F, then lowering to B. It is said that when the whistling sounds close, you're actually safe. But when the whistling sounds distant, that means you are in some deep shit. shit. Can uh, we, is there a way to add like that, those notes? That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. <laughs> the only thing that can save you from becoming a victim is the sound of dogs barking or a whip. Also carrying a hot pepper. Maybe El Saban has bad acid reflux. I feel you, pal. Heartburn as hell. Um, and... My one weakness. <laughs> Just I, I can't lay flat at night. Throw some tums at him. Yeah. He'll thank you. Be like, oh, oh nice. Maybe that's maybe he's trying to get the calcium from all those bones. Oh, yeah. mm. trying to trying to you know settle his tummy. Yeah, that I, that tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bones, yeah. calcium. You know, drink your milk, kids, or whatever. Or eat your dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well. He got two options, I'm just saying. say that. Oh, no. Um, anywho, as the story goes, Elsa Bond was once human, but was cursed by his grandfather for killing his father. The full story differs from source to source. Uh, one version states that his son was returning home one day to find his father abusing his beautiful wife. This so angered him that he killed his father in a rage. I mean, kind of fair, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other more fucked up thing that Coco prophesized, a version of the story where Elsabon was a spoiled brat who every wish was catered to by his parents. Uh, one day he demanded that his father bring him deer for dinner, 
but when his father returned home without a deer, the son ended up killing him and cutting out his heart and liver. He then had his mother cook them for dinner. The mother, finding the meat tough, started to think something was amiss. Uh, she discovered that the innards and organs were of her husband's and cursed her son for eternity. Afterwards, the grandfather ordered the youth to be tied to a post in the middle of the countryside and lashed him until his back was destroyed. His wounds were then cleaned with alcohol to make them sting, and some sources even say that they used the juice from hot peppers and lemons, so I guess that's why he's mm. scaring away mm -hmm. with peppers, to you know further uh, provide him with some pain. Anyway, <laughs> hi, I would like to provide you with pain today. And some then, people are into that. Some yeah. people are. Mm -hmm. um, then after all that awful torture, the grandfather released two rabid, starving dogs and set them upon him. As this occurred, his grandfather condemned him to carry the bones of his father for all eternity. So he did eat his dad. It kind of a lot of times with these stories, it's like. They're cursed to wander for all eternity, and they like run around doing exactly what they did during life, brutally killing people and enjoying it. Where you're like, eh. is it a curse? Yeah, it kind of feels like he got like a lot of what he wanted. I don't know. Without well, his punishment is to like, I guess, be this spirit. I I, I would I debate this. I, I disagree in the sense that, sure, this kid did kill his dad, but like. Let's say we go with the spoiled brat version of the story. Right. Yeah. The, spoiled more, brat, the more hateful one. Yeah. The spoiled brat did not just want to eat and kill people. Like he just wanted everything he wanted when he wanted it. Yeah. You know, so if he's cursed to like wander around in the desert and carrying a giant sack of bones, like that doesn't sound that much fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just, I don't know. Maybe just somebody, some pervert, not pervert. Because we like perverts, but like, you know, some <laughs> sociopaths, psychopaths. Nice save. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled that one right I mean, we out. We do like perverts. But yeah, I, I don't, I think it, I think it's a punishment. All right. Yeah. Sure. I'll accept it. Yeah. I question it, but I accept it. <laughs> Speaking of um, punishment, El Saban mainly punishes drunkards, womanizers, and cheaters, but sometimes innocent victims will face his wrath. It is said that he sucks the alcohol out of drunkards through their navel when he finds them alone. And he is also said to tear womenizers to pieces, removing their bones to fill his sack. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's a roller coaster. Like I, I told keep you he's being a complicated like, oh, figure. It was terrible. All right. Well, you know, that's not that bad. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, if someone, you know, substance abuse is a real disease and like, you know, whatever people get drunk, like don't punish them it's for they're already struggling. the womanizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should yeah. say it wasn't the. No, I, I know. Like, I know what y'all like are saying. Of the, like the, the version of the story where he like killed his dad for like beating his wife. Like I'm not mad about it. And then the version of the story where he kills womanizers, like also not mad about it. Almost like a. I don't know. He again, he's very complicated. It's always kind of back and forth. Like, yeah, there's parts where I'm like, oh, don't punish drunkards. They're all you're struggling. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you could tear some womenizers of pieces because they're usually pieces of shit. Like, again, I think there's a difference between people who like just have a lot of sex because we're not a sex shamey place. But then there's also womanizers who are like, you know, they are misogynistic and don't respect humans. Yeah. So. Those people, you put them in a bone sack. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a bone bones. sack. I'm all, all bones. bones. <laughs> um, I had also read through, from a few sources that if you hear either the sound of him counting bones or whistling outside your house, you need to do something quick to send him away or someone in your household will pass. Hmm. Encounter time. I know mm. I like those. So one night a rancher was hosting a party. A uh, man who was invited decided he was going, despite his friends warning him not to go alone at night. He disregarded their warning and set off on his horse towards the party. His horse was going at a pretty steady pace until it stopped abruptly at a stream. Trying to calm the horse, the man heard a whistle. The sound started out distant, but grew even closer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the horse got spooked and bucked off the man, uh, fleeing into the darkness. Suddenly, the whistling faded as if the whistler was going away. 
Unfortunately, when the man turned, he saw a large, thin figure that was so tall the man could not see their face. The towering figure started hitting the man with a stick, and though he attempted to strike back with his machete, the man lost to his assailant, who laughed at his pain. Despite being nearly beaten to death, the man managed to find his horse and ride into the party. All the... <laughs> what? Just him riding in and everyone being like, Hey, it's Dave! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, all the guests asked, What happened? And once he told the story, the guests crossed themselves. The rancher informed him he came upon El Saban and was lucky to be alive. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the... What are those guys called in the in Minecraft? That I are down know. in the caves that are like dark and they have the purple eyes and like all of a sudden they're there and you're like oh Ender I- Enderman is that it? I'm I'm not a like yes. thirteen year old boy I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Minecraft is fun as fuck. I'm not. I'm <laughs> just saying. Fun fun game. The general dem- as as a middle school teacher, the general demographic that I know of <laughs> are middle school children that play mm-hmm. the Minecraft. I don't know anything about it. Oh. Sorry. It's fine. Well, I think it's an Enderman. They're scary. They come I, I know the photo of it. I have seen the photo. Yeah, I've seen like memes about it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. I think they also had that in Venture Time once. Maybe it's Encino Man. <laughs> That's a totally different man. Just turn around and there's a beautiful half-naked Brendan Fraser there just, just ready. Frozen in gl- glass? Ice. Yeah. <laughs> frozen in glass. We're doing real good today. We're really on We're the struggle bus. fucking nailing it. All right. Many inhabitants of Los Llanos say that they have seen him primarily in the summer, a time when the Venezuelan savanna burns in the harsh drought. The whistler sits in the trees and gathers dust in his hands. But it is mainly on rainy or humid days that the spirit wanders hungry for death. From my research, many people believe that the story of El Saban is based on a person named Joaquin Flores, who committed similar crimes as El Saban around 1850. The press and people of that area are thought to have used this incident to create the story of this entity in hopes of stopping future murderous activity. Since 1974, an annual Venezuelan music festival has celebrated the story of El Sabon, among many other stories. Uh, there is also a statue of him in a Venezuelan theme park. Seems an odd choice. I want to uh, see it. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty wacky little little sculpture. All right, theories, and then I'm handing over the gym. Cautionary tale: a story to discourage people from homicidal crimes and shit. Yeah, urban <laughs> legend. Mirage or illusions caused by hot, hazy days. Mm. Cursed spirit, cryptid, ghost, demon. I don't know. <laughs> Some guy. This is the best wrap up we've gotten from you. Just like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's something. Like, honestly, it's, something. it's probably something. Something's happening out yeah. there. Hmm. But yeah, that's El Saban, the Whistler. El Saban. I'm I looking at the picture you, and yeah. um, I'm just going to go ahead and say pass. I mean, think about it. He's nine feet. He's like Slender Man, but like with a, a hat. I think he's cute. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's like a Slender Man kind of esque figure. He's like a giant walking skeleton wearing like rancher's clothes. Yeah, see that doesn't bother me, but that particular statue looks more uh, like his mouth is like sideways almost. Like he just his face is kind of warped in a weird way, and that's very upsetting. Yeah, but I can see it. Big tall bone man, like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess <laughs> that's your a... nickname. <laughs> Big I tall sh- bone man. I shall now be called Big Tall Bone Man. <laughs> well, I guess this is a good time to ask. Um maybe not Elsa Bomb, but do do ghosts and spirits fuck? Ghosts absolutely fuck. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh Kesha? Yeah. Kesha. Oh, that's yeah. sensual, sensual, but still like that was fuck. still that was debatable whether it was sex or not. Because I feel like one of the quotes was it wasn't sex, but it was sensual. It was sensual. Yeah, that I think that's that's more than enough to to get me there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All, All right. right. What do you got for us? Hold on, I'm writing something down real quick. Okay. Sure Big I... tall bone man. Yeah. <laughs> this is called Ghosting by Gazer Boy. I think okay. is the how how that would be pronounced, and uh, this is on AO3 or an archive of our own. Woo woo! Here we go. You lived in this rickety old pile of boards for a large portion of your life, but it was so strange moving back in. 
Nothing but a large, New England-style two-story, set in about the same locality. Your next-door neighbors are Canada and Nowheresville, USA. As you climb the rickety and, frankly, rather noisy stairs with your cat Oliver at your feet, you feel the crisp and cool fall air coming through one of the open windows. With the cold, the air also lets in the midnight sounds of frogs, chirping insects, and the soft babbling of the culvert outside that keeps the lake's water from flowing over the road. This view isn't any less calming. The red and orange of the fall leaves muted under the nearly full moon's light, just a few shadows of clouds obstructing you from seeing the celestial body in its full glory. The lake itself is still and quiet, but always carries that special feeling of childhood nostalgia. It all seems so much bigger when you were a kid. You haven't seen that view this often since you were 16. As you rest your weary hands on the windowsill, you're startled from your daze by the orange tabby mewling loudly, staring at something unseen down the hall. He's been acting strange since you moved back in, and as you hear the facsimile of footsteps down the hall, it almost makes you jump. Thankfully, nothing but the cool night air and your paranoid feline share the home with you. It was just the house settling in. Don't scare me that way, Marcy. You mutter, going back she to She didn't your... go here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's just the attitude here. it sounded like. <laughs> you mutter, going back to your stargazing for a few minutes. You chuckle to yourself a little as you do. Marcy was something of an imaginary friend during your childhood. It's almost silly to bring her back up as an adult after you've inherited the house. You even had a crush on her for the longest time which only makes the whole deal even more shame-inducing. The place has been here since the late 1800s and makes strange noises all the time. Your parents thought it was haunted due to some of the goings-on, and when you were young, so did you. The cat, of course, doesn't care about your stance, still staring unblinkingly down the hallway, slowly looking up and happily purring at some unseen force. After having already been here a few weeks, you can't bring yourself to pay it any mind. You don't even jump when the stairs groan behind you. Instead, you simply proceed through the creaky wooden floored halls to your bed and promptly get undressed. Flop down face first and pass out for the night. It's late at the very least when you wake again. Tired, sleepy-eyed, and with an unfamiliar noise echoing through the empty vistas. <laughs> vistas. Vista. <laughs> vistas. Ooh, Rudy too. It's a more spicy vista. <laughs> Vistas. <laughs> Tired, sleepy-eyed, and with an unfamiliar noise echoing through the empty vistas of darkness around you. Distinctly of a woman crying. Oliver is going ballistic, scratching at the door. You're still entirely nude in bed, hugging at your comforter and trying your best not to make any excess noise. You stare at the exit to your room, still not quite sure what you're hearing. The voice sounds familiar tugging at some unseen strings in your mind. You've been living here alone for the past several months, and your nearest neighbors are miles away. It's nearly impossible for this sort of thing to be happening. Stranger still is the insistent notion that the noise is coming from within the house. Covering yourself up with nothing but a too-big sweatshirt and some tiny shorts that hug at your hips, you manage to drag yourself up from under the covers to tiptoe across the creaky wooden floors. You nearly jump with each loud noise the boards make as they settle underneath you. Your steps are barely illuminated by the full moon licking through the old windows. You're reminded of sleepless, late nights and childhood summers when you'd sneak out to the pond, having to walk past this very room without waking up your parents. Following your ears, your heartbeat soars as they lead you not to your doorstep, but your old room at the end of the hall. You've since turned it into an art studio. You question whether you left your computer or tablet on as some soft blue spectral light leaks out from past the barely ajar door. The noise is louder than ever, but the crying seems to be dying down. Hopefully, whatever it is within hasn't quite heard you yet. Overwhelmed by curiosity, yet still taken by fear, you gently push at the door. Each inch it moves is a mile in your mind, and with each passing moment, the thing you fear most is the door's hinges squeaking. Just barely looking inside the tiny gap, you finally see her. A semi-translucent woman, glowing a soft blue, is crumpled on the floor. Wearing a torn blouse that was once white, but has since been stained with years of dirt and grime. Ripped down the back edges. Her hip-high pants seem to be similarly stained, but all of it well complements her slim and otherwise attractive form. 
Her most striking feature, at least from behind, is her hair. Long brown strands float through the air by the whims of invisible currents as if underwater. The whole display looks far more voluminous than one can imagine it would have in life, but it seems it would have gone all the way down her back. Only now that you can see her, you can finally make out the little sniveling whispers coming from her mouth. Why can't things go back the way they were? <laughs> Why can't I go back to Joyce and get a hot dog? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's back, but she can't even. Your hands tremble, and you nearly stumble back at the sight. Something clicks in your mind as you whisper a name, still staring from your darkened corner. Marcy? She slowly looks up, her eyes white, featureless, and glowing. She gasps at the sight of you, and you shriek at the sight of her, falling backward and landing ass-first on the ground, the door coming open as you do. You crawl back across the floor, not quite daring to take your eyes off the spectral woman inside your home, yet some strange insistence that you remember her seems to take over. She doesn't seem to be crying anymore, although her voice is still shaky and saddened. She's still quick, and that old 20s manner of speaking hasn't faded a bit. You... you can see me now? Why are you all shook up like that? I missed you. She gets up, tears still staining her pale white cheeks. Her expression only carries with it an immense worry, not quite sure what to make of your presence. You shake your head, staring at something that should not be. Her demeanor carries with it some level of calm, and past your internal terror even serves to invoke the feeling in you as well. She's rather cute, now that you get to look at her. The feeling of familiarity gnaws at you, though. You can swear you've seen that face somewhere long ago. I'm sorry, I just... This can't be real. You're Marcy. Am I dreaming? The ghost smiles, offering you her hand. And it's been a long while since you waltzed those pretty little gams out of here. I told you I was nothing but a waking dream once, but it's a tad harder to sell that ruse now. It's me. This is real. I'm real. She offers a nervous little giggle, sniffling and wiping her face on her sleeve. Now quit staring all dumbfounded. He's starting to make a girl nervous about her looks. You sigh, shrugging for a moment before you grab her surprisingly corporeal, rather dainty hand and let her surprising strength drag you to your feet and straight into a tight hug. She feels a little damp, but it doesn't get into your clothes. And it's as nice and cool as the fall air. All ghosts are wet. All ghosts are <laughs> wet. Just, just a quick reminder. All ghosts are wet. Make sure that you watch for wet spots on the floor. No one should be slipping. All of a sudden, you feel yourself tearing up. In an almost whimpering, near-breaking voice. I missed you too, you know? You squeeze her a little harder. Dwelling on all the nights spent by the lake or just staying up late and talking in your room. You later had thought yourself crazy for it, but now you have some form of validation, at least in your mind. Her arms hold you nice and tight, one firmly holding you around your back, the other hand gently moves through your hair, her well-kept nails working across the back of your head and neck. She rubs her head against yours just the tiniest bit, and you start to feel her float off the ground for a few moments. You happily nuzzle back into her, sniffling and wiping the tears left over from your tender embrace out of your face. Your eyes close for a moment before you withdraw, blushing and just a little worked up. It seems that being in such close quarters with someone like her, especially when pre-existing feelings are there, might have you a tad worked up. Marcy chuckles, looking you up and down as her legs move up into the air behind her, the girl leaning forward and freely floating in the air. Her finger gently boops you on the nose as she starts to smirk. Boy, you haven't changed a bit, have you? Can't so much touch a Sheba like me without blushing up all cute. Marcy motions to flip her hair back, forgetting a moment it's spectral floating and gets rudely surprised when it doesn't respond. Marcy pouts for a moment before letting her body whiz through the air behind you to put her hands on your shoulders, resting her chin on your neck. As flattering as it would be, I'm not even sure I believe it myself. Some cute little thing like yourself is better business than to be stuck on a dead dame. Her voice is cheerful, but carries some measure of bittersweet sadness. I like to imagine you're getting really choked up. That's why you had to turn. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. Just the story. So beautiful. It is, I, I am enjoying this story so far. You stutter for a moment, not quite having a response to the ghostly woman's flirting. 
She only needed a few seconds to joke about you being interested. Her experience on the subject doesn't help. You finally gulp and manage to get a hold on your words, not daring to move. You do feel comfortable in her grasp. I would beg to differ, if anything about your last few visits carries this far. No matter how you try to speak, your voice comes out tense and nervous. Marcy raises a brow, reeling back for a second. You know I was only yanking your chain, right? You're actually... She bursts into uproarious laughter, holding her stomach as she rolls through the air behind you, only to whiz back in front of you in just a few moments, wiping a spectral tear from her eye. I'm sorry. I didn't expect you to hold on to that old flame for so long. It gets real lonely around here, especially when you're all see-through. I'm afraid I can't really hold on to this whole touchy-feely bit of the deal for too long. Lately, more than ever. She rests her forehead against yours, wrapping her arms around the back of your neck and looking up at you. But if you wanted, I suppose it wouldn't be the worst thing to take advantage of it. You're with a... <laughs> Down with the sickness. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. But if you wanted, I suppose it wouldn't be the worst thing to take advantage of it with a real loco like you. She smirks, pushing you backward a few steps until you're right up against the wall of the hallway. Trapped between Marcy's cold, slim, ethereal form and the century-old walls of your childhood home. You lay there, mouth nearly agape, spellbound by the woman who just wrapped herself around you. Your thoughts are racing. You can't even formulate a reply other than just shakily resting your hands on her hips, feeling her body effortlessly move through the air in front of you. You simply hold her a little closer, your blush getting a bit deeper as you try to find somewhere to rest your gaze. I like that. I feel that very much like you're just like, the the middle school dance like yeah like grab the hips really, and just like uh, really stiff arms do like I stare at the boobies or the face <laughs> your hands are like touching but like yeah. not really touching because like, you're like well, like levitating right yeah, yeah, like levitating hover yeah. hands or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. sweat palms just dripping with sweat palms Nervous. dripping mom spaghetti <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> she happily wiggles her hips in your grasp, letting one of her hands move up your midriff and underneath your loose hanging sweatshirt. She chuckles as those fingers find nothing but skin, moving upwards to your breasts. The fabric hikes up with Marcy's wrists, and the ghost smirks as she cuts one of those soft pillows of flesh. Look at you all dolled up. Dressed for the occasion, I suppose. She smirks at her clever little quip. You attempt to respond, but your words are quickly muffled by Marcy's soft, thin, feminine lips as she passionately kisses you. Her lashes flutter before her eyes close, and you find the same happening to you. You lose yourself in the lips of your childhood crush as she works desperately at your breast and brushing the back of your neck. Working desperately, <laughs> like twiddling the knob, <laughs> like trying to get reception. <laughs> Let me see if I can <laughs> just just work in that breast. Death Three left, four right. I'm gonna get in. The, I'm gonna crack this safe. <laughs> don't don't twist him. <laughs> Marcy brings her mouth along your cheek and down to your neck. The sensation of her fingers sinking into your sensitive teeth. <laughs> I didn't think uh, that's. Gotcha. Tate. You're serious. Oh, my teats are too sensitive. I thought you said teeth at first. And so I was like, ah, just looking at you like, is that what is that? Was it teeth? Teeth. 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 I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to shame anybody. Just, no shame. Just teeth got you. Teeth got me. The sensation of her fingers sinking into your sensitive teeth, still sending tiny little waves of heat through your body. Her lips are like velvet across your skin, and you feel her ethereal flowing hair across your skin with each skilled movement of her mouth. She delivers kiss after kiss in a line towards your collarbone before suddenly she bites down. Marcy sucks hard at your skin, and the stinging sensation of a hickey forming at the base of your neck becomes apparent and only drives you further into the depths of lust. Her breath plays across your skin, just colder than the fall breeze around you. By this point, you've tossed aside any notion of decency. 
your hands grabbing a little lower on the spectral woman's hips, feeling the plush pillow of her bubbly booty through those high-waisted pants. <laughs> I know Joyce likes the bubbly booty. I mean, give me that you know bubbly it. booty. With each passing moment of her ministrations, you have to stifle little gasps and attempt to write stunted breaths, all for naught. You've truly lost yourself to her wiles. Her eyes seem to have gained pupils of the purest, deepest black, while you weren't looking, staring up at you in some doe-eyed gaze. She peels her lips off of your skin to speak. You know, if you wanted that, you could have just asked all. Here, let me help. Her free hand takes itself off of the back of your neck to simply raise in the air and snap. All at once, her clothes shred themselves to pieces, decaying at a rapid rate and falling off of her body until they're nothing but floating dust, the same blue as she is. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. That's I want those easy. pants. I want those pants. Like, that's better than tearaway. <laughs> but what if, just, like, they, what if they just popped off anytime someone snaps? Like, clap on, clap off. Yeah, like, someone's like, you go to a show and your pants go. I'm yet to hear an issue. Still down. Because now I can, like, now in that situation, someone. Why? Why did you take your pants off? Like, why did you clap randomly? Like, obviously, this is your fault. <laughs> mm, this sounds bad. I've realized this sounds really bad. <laughs> Stop. We'll cut it. You're fine. No, I'll leave it in there. <laughs> the power of audio. Hey, some, sometimes you say the wrong thing. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. You just said a, a dummy. A do me. <laughs> All at once, you're graced with the appearance of her naked form. Her perky, tiny little breasts hanging off her slim frame. Her midriff is delightfully toned. Her abs are barely visible through her flawless skin. Her butt is ever so slightly padded by muscle and fat. Between her slim, muscular thighs is her tight and well-kept snatch. Whoa, okay. Sounds like she does snatch exercises just right? based off all the muscle description. Just so many muscles. And the but she's and a ghost. What muscles? I don't know. Right? I'm kind of do down with the rippling for? ghosts. Uh, like, yeah, that's pretty like dope. A, mm, buff ghost. Buff, buff ghost. ghost. Just barely blooming with arousal and offering some moisture to the open air, reflecting ever so slightly in the dim moonlight. That ass offers just the barest of wobbles as she swings it through the air behind her. Marcy herself offers nothing but a pleased cackle, resuming her desperate gropings of your body. You can't. Just the line swinging through the air just made me think of those, uh, those like desk ball things where they like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just slap one in. Yeah, and... yeah. <laughs> Conservation of energy balls. Yep, that's probably what they're called. Yep, <laughs> yep. yep, yep. Real marketable ma name there. Yeah, I mean it, it's a physics thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pendulum. Yeah, doodad. Yeah, maybe. You can't help but let your fingers sink into that delicious derriere, feeling at the skin. Your other hand gravitates to the back of her head, grasping at her scalp and gently feeling at her smooth spectral hair as it flows between your fingertips. Her every motion causes you to shiver by this point especially as you're so enamored by her form. Before you know it, her free hand has since moved down your hips and effortlessly... What's funny is effortlessly is not an effortless word. It's true. <laughs> it's very frustrating. It's true. It's weird to say it out loud. Isn't it weird like when you read in your head? Yeah, words just, are super easy. Words are just words. Just you're like, like oh, I got whatever. There's no syllables, really. Yeah. You know? It's just like. Well, it's just like, you know, if you use your mouth parts, like there's muscles and stuff involved, you know, and those don't always work right. What if mm -hmm. I use my well-kept snatch? <laughs> yeah. That's a different my, story. I don't know. The muscles know. down there are very toned yeah. and mm -hmm. they could probably say effortlessly rather effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of work that went into doing that. Okay. Your down mouth. Your down mouth. My my nether mouth. That's what it was. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> my nether howler. Before you know it, her free hand has since moved down your hips and effortlessly pulled down your shorts, letting the tiny little garment fall to the floor around your ankles and expose your flower to the chilly fall air. I just Can imagine a daffodil like shivering yeah. in the cold, like a silly <laughs> symphony cartoon, just like. <laughs> she takes her hand off of your breast to let it slide down your sides, down to the rounded curvature of your butt, 
Instead of a gentle caress, Marcy offers one little squeeze, chuckling and looking up at you with a playful honk. (laughs) (laughs) This is all right. I I have there's not been a story we've read where I'm like, oh, this is awful. Like I've enjoyed all of this stuff. But I have to say, this is the most realistic thing I've ever seen written. Yeah. It's just like absolutely very, very, especially when these two people have had sex before, that it's very sensible that one of them would just do a little honk on the honk. titty. Honk. I have absolutely done that. <laughs> Gra- grab a butt, do a honk. Who honk, has honk. All at once, her face lowers down to your thighs, her body accommodating and lowering itself as well. Although never does that butt leave the range of your grasp. All at once, you can feel the cold air of her breath on your sex in a way that makes you shiver. One hand moves between your thighs to spread the flesh of your mons and further expose your needy tunnel to the open air, barely lubricated and just flushing with the beginnings of arousal. I'll show you a needy tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I need to write down, I'll show you a needy tunnel. It's a very aggressive, but I want to put that on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. Marcy licks her lips before her tongue slinks out of her mouth, several feet longer than it rightfully should, and giggles for a moment before the tip of it just tickles at the entrance of your sex. It laps circles around your needy entrance, just brushing past your clit and sometimes tracing little circles along its outline. That was that's the only part where I'm just like, ah, when like a normal, like a ghost, yes, yeah. blue shimmery ghost yeah, yeah, floating yeah. in the air, but like otherwise looks human. Yes. But then the tongue goes like all the way out. That's a little creepy to me for some reason. That's fair. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That would, I would definitely have like, like if it's a, a big monster, like in the woods or whatever, long ass tongue, you're like, okay, yeah, sure. But if it's a surprise, yeah. But if it's like that, everything else is normal. But there's that one thing that's just not normal. You really struggle with the uncanny valley shit. Yeah, I I feel like if if it happened to me, my reaction would probably be like, "Whoa, uh, one second, okay." (laughs) (laughs) Give me a minute. Just had to shake that. Sorry, I just had to shake that one off. Okay. The ghost has to have noticed your stifled moans and gasped by this point. You're practically going nuts up there. Your hand hasn't moved at all from its firm post atop the ghost's well-rounded ass and has almost reflexively halted its movement to squeeze it tightly. Although the way she keeps wiggling it from time to time hints that she enjoys the feeling of your fingernails digging in ever so slightly. You manage to gain some composure, your hand still on the back of her head. You breathe deeply, wanting or perhaps needing that inhuman tongue inside you. Your fingers scritch a little behind Marcy's ear before shoving her face between your thighs. You squeeze hard at the feeling of that organ, squirming as deep as it will go inside you, not to mention the way her lips hungrily lock around your fertile box. (laughs) Yeah. Fertile box. God, I love people come up with the best. There's just so many words for. Yeah. A lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Her breath only gets faster and faster now, excited by the way you're handling her. The hand on her ass is inactive no more. You raise it to greedily slap that fat booty, watching a beautiful... Hell yeah. (laughs) Greedily slap that fat booty. Greedy. Hell yeah. (laughs) Watching a beautiful ripple journeying along its soft flesh. God, that's the most wonderful thing about being alive. (laughs) Just the, the ripple the of ripple. a booty. The ripple. Oh, yeah. I know it's what you're like, talking it's about. It's like a Windows screensaver. I could watch that forever. All day. <laughs> you know those like chill hop channels where yes. it's like a yep. beach. Just have a, a booty like a that's rippling all the time. Oh, God. I'm going to make that. Do <laughs> oh, my God. Make do it. Because yeah. we, would, we would buy it. All right. Simmer down. I'm going to have to get the hose on y'all. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. You only make me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> watching a beautiful ripple droning along its soft flesh and down her thighs until it suddenly disappears. Grabbing a handful for just a moment, you bring your fingers in between those wonderful cheeks just to trace along the outside of Marcy's tight little pucker before traveling down to your partner's honeypot. Your movements are a lot less practiced than Marcy's, 
especially as that tongue starts to delve deeper and deeper, moving in ways only a prehensile limb can. Your shaky fingers rub against her entrance, waiting for the natural lubricant inside that spectral snatch to build with the ghost's pure arousal. Not a moment after before shoving one inside that tunnel to feel a sudden squeeze around it. Guided by your hand, Marcy's head is firmly planted against your snatch. You treat your partner to a veritable buffet of your slick feminine lubricant. This... (laughs) (laughs) You're struggling over there. Mm -hmm. You're just lost in the sauce, baby. Getting thirsty. Too many visual images of just nice little things. (laughs) A few of my favorite things. Tell me more about this... Feminine lubricant. <laughs> spectral snatch. Spectral snatch. You treat snatch. your... <laughs> God. <laughs> it's going to say snatch me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. We God. We can just... Where's uh... your badoot doot Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It's so oh terrible. My gosh. Oh, it makes me so happy. I promise uh, I won't do it every episode, but I need you. to at least on this one. All right. <laughs> you treat your partner to a veritable buffet of your slick feminine lubricant. This is something that her tongue wastes no time in taking full advantage of. Its inhuman length is rifled only by its speed, zipping along your walls to press up against each side in unpredictable motions that make your legs weak at the knees. You can hear Marcy grunt from beneath you, and it occurs to you that she doesn't even need to breathe. All at once, Marcy's ass rips itself from your grip, causing your fingernails to rake across its surface, leaving little marks along its once perfect skin, and letting it jiggle in the open air after it breaks free. At the same time, your finger appears to just phase out from within her. Apparently, the ghost can simply choose what does and doesn't pass through her in this state. Her body does a full 180 in the air, her head even rotating without leaving its perfect little perch between your thighs. Her thighs rocket to their rightful place around your head, and you can feel the athletic muscles within squeezing her face before some invisible force pushes it up against Marcy's entrance. That's also a nice thing. Just imagining. Just a little squish. A little... Squeeze me. A little hug. Yeah, it's like those pillows you wear on on the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a partner being able to like choose what part of them is corporeal. Oh my god! <laughs> Wouldn't that be like nuts? In my head, I was just like, oh. <laughs> just thinking about all the times I've like just absolutely destroyed my hips trying to get into some weird ass position. I'm just like, all right, we're gonna make this work, babe. <laughs> Our bodies just can't. Well, I'll tell you this, Joyce. Your body can. It just can't always recover <laughs> yeah bodies can do the things but it's just our I, brains say don't do that it hurts yeah i promise most of the time i do not find a way to say no <laughs> i just Jeez. feel bad later <laughs> mm. priorities the telltale scent of her arousal nearly drives you into a frenzy and you desperately kiss her lower lips as if it were the last kiss you'd ever get Your tongue is a lot less skilled than hers, but each dive into her cold depths is rewarded by a tiny little moan from the ghost below, vibrating against your snatch beautifully. What you don't have in expertise, you make up for with sheer fervor, now planting both hands on the beautiful ass just on the other side of those wondrous hips and forcefully push that snatch up against your face. You can barely breathe with how recklessly you're pushing your nose up against the ghost's taint. And any air you do get is corrupted by the smell of Marcy's lust. You're corrupted. S- corrupted. <laughs> yeah. Corrupt me, mama. Your spectral partner doesn't lose any composure with her mounting lust and instead only seems to up the ante. That tongue isn't squirming or writhing anymore so much as letting loose, powerful, wriggling thrusts deep into your passage, filling it squeeze and spasm around the organ. Her fingernails dig into your ass, scratching burning paths along its flesh as she desperately tries to emulate your sheer enthusiasm. You can feel it in your core, the orgasm slowly building up within. With the relentless thrusts of that tongue, each one brings with it enough force to make your ass bounce behind you against Marcy's hands, causing each to grope more and more. Carelessly, you let it build, threatening to overtake you any moment now. You can't lose composure here. 
You steal yourself and plunge your head between Marcy's legs with a renewed fervor, having to stifle and beat back moans of pure ecstasy with each passing moment. Your tongue laps up every bit of feminine lubricant it can from the ghostly woman before you feel her tunnel squeeze around your tongue just a bit harder, the ghost underneath you shuddering. Marcy's thighs squeeze harder around your head, and soon enough you feel her scream out against your sex. Your face is spattered with her sexual juices, and soon enough you feel your orgasm wash over you, that familiar, gentle warmth rushing all around your body, Marcy treating herself on what little lubricant is left in your passage, your fingers still firmly planting her head against it. Your legs give out beneath you, causing you to let go of the ghostly woman in front of you and slowly slink down the wall. Marcy finally gives in, pulling away and retracting her tongue. Her body slowly flips back right side up in the air, and she smiles dumbly in your direction, before hugging you nice and close. Well, golly gee, you aren't quite as bad as that as I thought. She cackles again, nuzzling into your shoulder. You, however, can barely move after the sheer pounding your pussy just received, stuck on your knees with your back against the wall and a naked ghost still pressing her body into yours. She speaks up again, not even giving you time to truly respond, especially in your current state. The only noises you're capable, you're capable of really making are tiny little whimpers. I missed you too. I'm happy I could give you something of what you wanted at least. I used up a lot of energy here, so I can't really... Marcy is cut off by her voice fading into nothingness, her body slowly becoming more and more translucent before she becomes invisible again altogether. Looking out the window, dawn is peeking over the mountains outside. Somehow you were up all night, or maybe it was just close to morning. Either way, tired would be an understatement to truly describe how you're feeling. Your eyes rebelliously drift closed as black overtakes your vision. You pass out. The sound of your alarm going off is the first thing you hear when you awake and peeling yourself off of the covers from your bed. Wait, your bed? You raise a brow as you experience a sense of displacement upon awakening in the same position on top of your own covers. All of are still nestled at the foot of the mattress. You sit up, blinking and taking in the reality of what this might mean. Tears form in your eyes as you hug yourself and fall backwards atop your pillows, only to feel a stinging sensation on the side of your neck. You press inward on the mark only for the feeling to intensify with aching pain. Surely it's a bruise, but you rush to the bathroom regardless. You fling the door open and don't even care that the knob slams into the wall. You brush your hair aside to inspect it in the mirror over the sink. It takes a moment to realize the implications of what you witness. Sure enough, it's a hickey. Your eyes widen as you stare in disbelief. Through the mirror, though, you notice something else peeking from behind the shower curtains. A pale hand glowing with some weak blue light. All of a sudden, the curtains are shoved aside to reveal the translucent form of Marcy. She cackles, staring at you through the mirror, smiling nice and wide. You know, I think something about last night made me a bit more permanent. Trick or treat, nuts. Nope. <laughs> Did you say trick or treat, nuts? <laughs> it was toots. But nuts is what I said. Trick or treat, nuts. Trick or treat, toots. Oh. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. Little clapping sound effect. Right. Oh. <laughs> is is that the end? Yeah. Yes. Yay. Clap. That was great. That, that was, was great. very good. I like that a lot. I'll go ahead and say yes. <laughs> oh, smash. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Joyce is in for a penny and for a pound. Um what? I, I in for a pounding. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash, cool. smash, smash, smash. Cool. I'm glad we're this. I we concur. I don't want to make myself sound like a like a douchebag, but the first thing I did think of was incorporeal teeth. Just yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's wrap this bitch up. Hungry. <laughs> like a package for Christmas. <laughs> Let's go ahead and close this. Yeah. yeah. We got food <laughs> waiting for us. We got food. I know. Okay. Hello. Thank you so much for listening. This one was a real banger, in my opinion. I really liked it. I'm glad you could join us. We are on so many fucking socials that I always struggle to remember them, but I'm going to try my best. Instagram, love at first sighting. 
Twitter, LaughsPod, L-A-F-S-P-O-D. We have a Tumblr. It's also LaughsPod. We are on Reddit as Love at First Sighting. Yep. We also have a YouTube channel. And most importantly, we have a Patreon. Patreon! Hello. Be like Hardcore Kindness and Nobilis Reed. We understand. We live in the capitalist hellscape. You can't always give, and that's fine. But if you can't, that would be really helpful. It helps us keep doing this thing that, you know, it just costs some money and time and all that. We've Um, also thought of some other things that we can do to add to Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So be be checking on that, you know, and if you can't give word of mouth. Oh, yeah. You know, word of mouth, reviews. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. Tell tell everybody. Everyone. Everyone. And your priest. Your doctor. <laughs> your doctor. Your dog. Your, your dentist. Doctor dog. <laughs> your doctor your dog. Your dog doctor. Um, <laughs> we we also have a submission form on our website, which is lastpod.com, which is our cryptid cupid submission form. If you are an author and you want to send something our way for us to read, that would be amazing and great. And we'd love to have it. Uh, if you find something on the internet, uh, send it our way too. Just make sure we can contact the OP so we can, you know, let them know we're going to read the stuff. But yeah, contact us. Talk to us. We're funny. We're great. And we check our socials sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> you know, we do our best. We're all working professionals, so yeah. it's hard. Yeah. 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 We're very tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's- but we're still horny. So no, we yeah. We don't stop, stop being horny. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think that's all the things. Am I forgetting anything? I think that was it. Yeah. Sounded great. All right. Watch Shadow, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. This is Big Tall Bone Man saying, (laughs) trick or treat, nuts. (laughs) 